I am going to, to follow um, what we've been doing on the Lord's Prayer. And, uh, you know, you remember the Lord's Prayer? It's basically Jesus telling the disciples how to pray. Okay? And he specifically said before we start the Lord's Prayer, don't do like the religious people of the time. That means standing at the corner of the street and shouting loud prayers with a lot of words, you know, so they would be noticed. But go to your room. Go to your room. Connect with me. And use simple words. Like, and then he described the prayer. Simple words. Because he even says, you know, <coughs> your father already knows what you're going to speak about. This is interesting, isn't it? So simple words. And we've seen uh, Paul has, has done the first chunk of this prayer last week. And it was about uh, our Father in heaven, mm. hallowed be your name. Mm. So the first thing asked in this prayer is to acknowledge who God is, who he is, and he is our Father, and we are his children. And we acknowledge how amazing he is, how holy, how righteous. How much? So basically, we're telling him, "Our oh, Father, we are honoring you, respecting you. Hallowed be your name. We're putting you on the throne." Yeah. And the second thing that I'm going to look at today is, we say, "Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven." That's the second thing. You know, it's very interesting that before we getting on onto the needs that we have. The need of provision, the need of protection, the need of forgiveness that comes after in the prayer. We are asked to look at the full picture, the big picture. And the big picture is our Father. Look at the Father, how amazing He is, how sovereign He is. And He has a plan. His plan is that His kingdom will come. His will will come on earth as it is in heaven. Mm. Whoa! I guarantee you just that we will pray differently if we start to look at the big picture. That He is amazing and He has a plan. He has a plan. Of course, He looks after us because we are His children. But it's not just about our needs, isn't it? It's about His plan. It's about our, His kingdom come. Mm. His will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And that really, really excites me. Isn't it exciting you? Mm. Amen. It's interesting that um, Tim reminded us uh, uh, just before we started the, um, the worship. You know, if you follow the chapter, the chapter 6 at the end, you have this famous verse who says, Seek first the kingdom and his righteousness. And everything will be given to you. Everything you need will be given to you, added to you, depends on the version. So the invitation is there that we fix our eyes on him. We seek his kingdom. And the rest is taken care of, not the other way around. <laughs> yes? I, I, I need to remind that myself, not the other way around. Okay? It's just so profound, isn't it? So... Today we're going to look at what it means. When, what, what, what do we mean when we say kingdom of God? And how it should affect how we pray. Okay? And how we can increase uh, in the measure of the kingdom of God in our lives. 
Does that sound good? Mm. Okay to you? Mm. Okay. So, what do we mean by the kingdom of God? Well, uh, you know, the kingdom of God in the Bible, you will hear as well the expression the kingdom of heaven. And the thing you need to know is kingdom of heaven or kingdom of God, it's used interchangeably. So both of the terms are used. So don't get thrown by that. It's the same. We're talking about the kingdom of God. And I'm going to try to define for you, okay, what we mean by the kingdom of God. Now, let me start in the Old Testament a little bit, okay? From the Old Testament, it's very clear that the Bible says that God is king. Yes, is a king. So we are under the kingship of God. God is the ruler of all, of all humanities. He's absolutely sovereign right from the beginning of creation. He's the creator. Yeah? And he's the ruler of all. And you can read a verse about that in Psalm 103 and verse 19. It's the same. You will judge all. That's that's what what it says in the in the in the Old Testament. And we are very much in the context of God is the creator and sovereign of it all, but what has happened is the fall, as you know. Okay? So what happened when Adam sinned, when Adam made the choice of disobeying God, he actually gave access to the devil. Amen. You understand that? So although God is the ruler of an absolutely sovereign, on earth, we as humans are giving access to to the devil to have some power. And actually, when this happened, it says that sin, pain, disease entered the world. Mm. And what we face is, at first we had a perfect earth, perfect creation from God. This earth started to be broken, started to decay in that sense. Because those those things entered the world. Yeah? Now, God is still absolutely sovereign, but humanity I stepped out of his grace in that sense at that moment. Now the good news is that when Jesus comes, the kingdom comes again. Mm. The rule of God comes again as the solution for humanities. Okay? So that's why in the gospel you often hear the, the expression, the kingdom of God is at hand, which means is near. Because Jesus is here. So the ruling of God has come. And the ruling of God means that we can reconcile with God. We can reconcile with God. Instead of judging us, he put, he put the judgment on Jesus. And then at the end of time, everything will be you know, dealt with at the last judgment when Jesus comes back. Can you see the difference now? We live on, under a different principle. So when Jesus comes, loves come, and we can reconnect to the Father and say to Father... Come and reign in me. Your kingdom come in my heart. You are ruling. I want you to rule as well in my family. I want you to rule everywhere. That's what's happening. Okay. And actually, we all know this famous passage in Isaiah 9, verse 6 and 7. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulder. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God. Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. So from Jesus coming to earth, 
there should be an increase of the ruling of God coming on earth. Yes? What is that? It's because Jesus has been given all authority over all power, all domination, on earth and in heaven, and as well in this age and in the age to come. You know this verse. So I'll put the verse on the slide. Matthew 28 and Ephesians 1 verse 21. You can read those verses where it's so clear that Jesus has accomplished everything for the victory. And he has, he is, has conquered Satan already. He's the victorious one. Okay? Now, we are in this position that Jesus is the victorious one. Okay? But there's a bit of a conquest to do. Okay? So the church is on a mission to bring the kingdom of God, the ruling of God, in all the earth. We are reconquesting the earth. We are bringing the kingdom of God, the rule of God, to every heart. That's what we mean by the kingdom come. You know, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We want more ever to come and be in this earth. We are reconquesting what the enemies are stacked in that And you might have heard of the expression, the now and the not yet. Have you heard this expression? Yes. So we know that the full realization of the victory will be when Jesus returns. And then forever, the devil will be cast away. And not just that. The earth and the heaven will be completely renewed. So what was broken is going to be restored completely fully. However, you, we are still on this journey where we see, we're starting to see that now. You see? So we are praying for now. Now that they, that uh, disease would be healed. We are praying for now for the breakthrough from heaven to come on earth. Knowing that it is a process. That, you know, maybe we won't see everything now, but one day we will fully see with our eyes the full victory of Christ. But we do believe that now Jesus has accomplished everything. The kingdom has come now. Yes? It's amazing, isn't it? So when we pray this prayer, we're acknowledging that. We're acknowledging that we are on a journey to see the rule of God on earth as it is in heaven. And we pray that the kingdom of life will come. Okay? Mm. Will come in every area. Does it make sense? That's what the prayer means. Now let's look at a little bit at some aspect of the kingdom that really should help us and affect us in the way we pray. Okay? Jesus talked about the kingdom a lot. Okay? If you read the gospel... There's so many, especially in Matthew, so many parables about the kingdom of God. And I encourage you to read them. I mean, it would take me the whole year if I was to try to convey what the kingdom of God is. You know, and I think there's still some mystery. We can't completely, completely understand everything. So I am just giving you the headline there, you know, in a very humble way. (laughs) Okay? Now... Who understand that the kingdom of God is about spiritual realities? Okay? 
The kingdom is not from earth, it's from heaven. If you read the, the verse in John 18, verse 36, it's so clear that the kingdom is not from this earth, it's from heaven. And it is about the, spirit, the spiritual reality from heaven to come to earth. It is not a physical conquest. I mean, we're not going to do the crusade, right? All right? We're not going to go on horses and say, okay, now let's make all the nations Christian in the name of Jesus. Where is my sword? It's not, you know? And actually, even the Pharisees at the time of Jesus were very, very confused. They thought that the Messiah was going to do that. That he was going to come and rule physically. That it was about restoring a land. But no, the kingdom of God is spiritual. The kingdom of God is to bring the reality of heaven to earth. Okay? So basically what we mean about kingdom of God come is that everything on earth that is not of heaven needs to go. Amen. Amen. As I'm pulling that. So, what is there on earth that is not from heaven? There is no sin in heaven. Sin is just departing from the will of God. Okay? There's none of that. There's none of that in heaven. There's no disease. Thank you, Jesus. There's no disease in heaven. We don't want that. We don't want that. There's no hurt in heaven. There's no pain. There's no emotional trauma in heaven. There's no lack. There's no poverty. There's no pollution. There's no disasters. There's no injustice. Yeah. I love that slide. So, yeah. No injustice in heaven. There's none of that in heaven. So when we say the kingdom come, your will be done, we know that the will of God is to come and basically obliterate all of these things. Amen. And this is not from God. This is not from God. If you're suffering this morning, this is not God. You know? I mean, sometimes we do things and we suffer as a consequence. Okay, that's true. Okay, so I don't know if um, I go um, uh, in the North Pole and I'm not dressed and I have not eaten, I will freeze to death. That's, that's my will. Okay, you know, you know what I'm saying? But genuinely, diseases are not from God. They are not, they are not, they, they are not His will for our lives. Okay? And that's why, as Christians, we are getting stirred. We are getting stirred because we want to see the more. We want to see the more of God coming. More and more and more on there. You see, in the same way, in the same way that the kingdom of God is about spiritual realities, only the people who are born again from the Spirit will see and enter the kingdom of God. Okay? If you are not born again from the Spirit, you won't see, you won't understand the reality of the kingdom of God. And we have this verse in John 3, verse 3 to 7, is the account of Jesus with Nicodemus. Again, okay? and Jesus says, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. So we have access to the kingdom of God by His grace. And being born again by the Spirit. And the Spirit of God in our hearts, okay, 
You, you know in this verse we say he has written his law in our heart now. The Holy Spirit does that. He comes in our hearts and talks to us about the kingdom of God. Help us to follow the kingdom of God. Help us to understand, yes, the kingdom of God. This is how it happened. It is how we have access to the kingdom of God. That we are born again and we are citizens of heaven. So we started to understand the reality of heaven. That we are spirit foremost. Before that we are body, we are spirit. Because it does say we're not from this world. We are from, from the other world. So we start to understand things as we discover this reality. Okay? Now, you know, it's very interesting because this is why sometimes when you, you have non-Christian friends, they don't understand, do they? they? They are blind to the reality of the kingdom. I would argue to you that the way to a non-Christian heart is to demonstrate by the power of the Spirit what the kingdom is. Because if you, if you go with um, very clever wisdom and argumentation, they won't see it. Because they will go, oh, see, well, I don't believe in that. Oh, one God. Well, no, I think there's many ways to God. So they will, be, they will not understand your argumentation. However, when you pray for them, if they are touched by the love of God, if they are healed, if they feel that there's something of God that touched their heart, they will start to say, oh, oh, hold on, there's something real here. Mm-hmm. I was like this, and now I'm like this. I was anxious, now I've got peace. Mm-hmm. I was ill, and now I'm, I'm, I'm well. So the demonstration of the Spirit is what will attract, will, will make them understand the kingdom of God, they will, and they will want to know more about the kingdom of God. Whoa. It's really interesting. When the uh, Pharisee asked to Jesus, so when, when will the kingdom of God come? Do you know what was Jesus' answer? This is what Jesus' answer. I, I'm kind of paraphrasing, um, using several translations of the, the Bible there. I'm warning you, in case you just go and look at the Bible and think, it's not in my Bible. <laughs> it is, I promise you. So, in, in Luke chapter 17, verse 20 and 21, this is what Jesus said when he answered, when would the kingdom of God come? He says, see here. See here. Look, it's there. There it is. The kingdom of God is in your midst, within you, because you are born from the Spirit. So Jesus was saying, look, it's in Fiona. When she goes to school and she speaks about her faith, and they can see her love for God, the kingdom of God is here. Look, it's in Gary, with his gift of encouragement, it's there. When he encourages people, he brings something of the kingdom of God. And I could carry on. You know, the courage that some of you have, the kindness some of you have, the love of God that surpasses, you know, everything that is in your heart. And when you talk to someone, the kingdom of God is in you. How powerful is that? Jesus said it. I didn't say it. Look, it is. It's here. It's here. It's in every one of, the, of, of us. The kingdom of God has come. 
Because Jesus is in us as well. So when we pray, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We are looking for the spiritual, spirituality of heaven to invade our own lives. Yeah? More and more. And our community more and more. Okay? Now the second thing I realized when I was looking at the kingdom of God is the kingdom reflects the king. Amen. And I love that. Because that means that whoever is God, whoever is Jesus, whoever is the Holy Spirit, what you read about him in the Bible, whatever you encounter in the presence of God, that is the kingdom. That should be what is in the kingdom. So when uh, we read the, the fruit of the Spirit in Galatians, like love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithful, etc., etc., our God is like that. So the kingdom of God has these values as well. So the kingdom reflects the king. So the kingdom is good because we know that we have a good father. We already seen that last week. So his ruling is good. His ruling is not to put us in a box and say, now you better not do too many things and you better follow the rules. Little miserable Christian that you are. This is not that. Christian life, he said, I've, I've, I've set you free. I bring freedom to you. So, of course, there's things we don't do, but because we know it's not good for us. And we know He loves us. And we choose to love Him in return. And out of that, we, we really uh, start to live righteous life because we know it's good for us. Because His ruling is good. His ruling is good. So we seek His kingdom and we know that the, the good thing, the good stuff is going to be given to us. We believe that. And actually we will see later on, you know, that in Him, in the kingdom, there's rest. When we worry, we can bring our burden to God and He cast away our worries. So all good stuff is in the kingdom because the King is good. The King is good. So we don't need to be ashamed when we bring the kingdom to someone else. Because it's, it's good stuff. It's amazing stuff. It's transformative stuff. Okay? Wow. Now, hmm. the, the, the thing we do as well about the kingdom is we pray for the increase of the, of the, of, of the kingdom. Okay? Because it's saying, your will be done your kingdom come as it is in heaven. Okay? Mm. So what we want is more and more. So about the kingdom, the kingdom is about an increasing measure of him coming on earth. Okay? That's what we understand. So how do we get an increasing measure of the kingdom concretely? I think it starts by our hearts. It starts by looking at the soil of our hearts. You all know the parable of the sower. Do you know the parable of the sower? In Matthew 13, you could read it at home. You know, uh, some hear the word of God and basically the seed just is in, on the path and it doesn't grow. And some hear it and basically the seed gets chocked by the worry of life or the circumstances. Yes? And some receive the word of God and, and things grow because they receive it gladly. They, they steward that word. So when we hear God, 
There's the attitude of the heart say, wow, you gave me this promise. I am going to cherish that. I'm going to go after that. Wow, you're moving me, God, to pray for the sick. Yes, I need to steward that. I'm starting little and I don't know where it's going to happen. And so far, I might have prayed for a lot of people and they've not got Ill, uh, uh, healed. But I will persevere because I know it's your word, God. And it's going to grow because it's good stuff. Amen. And it's your will. It's your will. Okay? So we're looking after the soil of our hearts. There is a lot, lots, lots of verse in Matthew who say the kingdom of God is like. And for example, one of them is Matthew 19, uh, verse 13 and 14. It says the kingdom of God belongs to children. So again, having a sample heart, depending on God, and, you know, not overthinking it, I'm going to believe that, I'm going to do it. That's what children do, do they? They sample, they have sample faith, and they do it. They just go for it. There's another one interesting, I thought, in Matthew 19, verse 24. It says, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. Oh, okay. Well, hold on. We know Jesus has, has got nothing against the rich, okay? But what happens when you love riches more than God? When you love things? I mean, it doesn't have to be... Oh, we're all rich in this room. I mean, we're living in the West, uh, you know. You know, we all have things, you know. Um, what happens when you love those more than God? Then you're in a situation where your soil, the seed can get choked up. Yeah, because you, you, you kind of start to worry about what you want and you start to be dissatisfied because you want more. Because you, you, you haven't looked at God. You, have, you haven't gone, Oh, Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Yes. Um, and you know, there, there are lots of warning, like the one who wants to be first will be last. In, that's in Mark 9, verse 35 and 37. So if you, you know, our pride and, and you know, our competitive spirit of being better than others. Yeah, there's hundreds of things we could say about that. It's all about our heart, our soul. Let's look after our soil. Let's look after our hearts. That's the first thing we should do. That's the most important thing we can do. And that's our responsibility ultimately, really. Oh, of course, we say, Jesus, help, please. <laughs> okay. Um, hmm. Then, the second thing we do is we step out and do the work Jesus did. Because he promised us, he promised us that we will do greater things than he did. So it's totally the will of Jesus that we do the thing that he did. It's our call. It's our destiny. This is how the kingdom grows. Okay? So when we say, your kingdom come, your will be done as it is in heaven, um, you know, on earth, come on earth as it is in heaven, you got it. Um, this is not just a lovely abstract thought. Well, this is not just a really nice thing to say. It sounds really good. Your kingdom come. Your will. It sounds like a film, you know. <laughs> no, it's, it's not an abstract thought. It's actually the, our whole mission, our whole call, our whole destiny is that we are called to be like Jesus. Yeah. Yes? Yeah. 
So Jesus preached the gospel and healed the sick constantly, constantly. That's the thing he did the most, okay? And he cast demons out and he, you know, brought the dead to life. But the most thing, the thing he did is he prayed a lot for. So it's interesting. It, it actually answered the people's need Amen. by praying for them, by bringing the kingdom, yeah. And then in uh, Matthew 11, uh, we can clearly see he said to his disciples, go and do it. You know, go and heal the sick. Go and raise the dead. Preach the gospel to the poor. Deliver the captive. Can you feel that kingdom thing? That kingdom, no, no sin, no pain, no poverty, no captivity, freedom, love. Yeah? Let the kingdom come. So this is how the kingdom come will come. Is we pray for it and we do it. We enter in it. There is a measure in which that we are stepping into it. We have to take a risk and start to live out what is in us. The kingdom of us, the kingdom of God is in us. So we're stepping out doing what Jesus did. Okay. Ooh. It's good, no? It's exciting, isn't it? Now, you know what I love about the kingdom? It's, it's, it's not really about us. And there's something in the kingdom. There is a dynamic in the kingdom. It, it's like a it's supernatural, it's supernatural dynamic. Okay? That we cannot do as human. It has to be God. And I'm going to demonstrate to you because this is one of my absolutely favorite thing about the kingdom of God. In Matthew 13, I'll change the slide, don't worry about the slide. In Matthew 13, verse 31 to verse uh, 32, it says, The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed, okay, which a man took and sowed in his field. So he did a little bit. He went, he planted it. It's a small thing to do, isn't it? Yes? This seed, it says, it's smaller than all the other seeds. But when it is fully grown, it is larger than the garden plants and it becomes a tree. So that the birds of the air come and nest in its branches. That's what Matthew 13 says. Okay, so what does it mean? Well, it always blows my mind. Okay, so... It means this. We all have a mustard seed. It's tiny. Okay? And let's face it, in the human reality, in our human reality, if we plant a mustard seed, would you agree we would get a mustard plantation? Would you agree that? Yeah? I didn't know how a mustard plantation looked like, so I looked it up on the internet. It looks like the picture in the middle. So the picture you have what you should get when you plant that little seed on the left, a lot of them, obviously, a lot of them, <laughs> is a field. It's a field of mustard plantation. That's what you should get in the middle. Yeah? Human speaking, that's what happened. But God is not like that. The kingdom of God is not like that. You plant that, and what again? For what seed is that? A tree. How is that even possible? You see, in the kingdom of God, there's exponential, is that right? Is that pronunciation right? Mm -hmm. 
exponential increase. There's exponential growth. There's something you didn't, you didn't deserve the tree. You planted the seed. You should have had one of these yellow flowers. <laughs> at, at best. But no, God gives you the tree in the kingdom. Uh, that's what you deserve. That's what the law of nature would say. That's what you deserve at best. So that's what you can expect. The picture in the middle. But in the kingdom of God, it gives you a tree. It gives you more than you, than you deserve. And it gives you bigger than you can expect. How about that? Wow. And what happens is when you get this blessing like a tree, you know, the birds can come and find shed. They can find shelter. This speaks about how God is extremely good and extremely kind. That when you when you do something in the kingdom or you are blessed in the kingdom, you will bless other. All the people that didn't deserve it. All the people that did nothing for it. They did nothing to deserve the shelter. They did nothing to deserve the shadow of the goodness of God. But they will benefit from that tree. So you see, when we do the declaration, I love that even without noticing, you chose that declaration, uh, Joe, just before. When we did the the declaration, you you could see everybody's blessed. If the kingdom comes and there is justice in our community, everybody will be blessed. If the kingdom come and there are good jobs provided, everybody will prosper. If, the, if, we see, uh, if we see disease diminish, the community, the whole community is blessed. The kingdom of God is so outrageously, outrageously good that your neighbor who does not want to know about God will be blessed. It will be blessed because you're living next door. It doesn't, it, it's more, it's more than we can ever believe or imagine. It's extremely, extremely good. And we see that over and over again in the power of the testimonies. Yes? Mm. We know, like, when Daryl gave his testimonies about provision, then we know other people are blessed and they get that testimony. Grace is blessed by the provision. Somebody is blessed by provision and because it's all over and all over and all over again. One person press fruit for something, the other it, the blessing would be easier for the second person. Yeah. That's what it is. There has been a breakthrough and it's exponential. So although we have to do a little bit, we have to stand in every confidence yeah. and say, Our Father Amen. Hallowed be your name. You are so righteously good and we know your plan is to come. So I know that there is a not yet, but I'm going for the now. And I'm believing that you want to grow those trees. Okay? That everybody can be really completely blessed. So I want to finish on this though. What if? What if when we pray this prayer... We see entire family in Plumstead being saved. What if that one of us will step and love one person and an entire family would be absolutely blessed? Mm. In every single community, 
okay, in the Sikh community, in the Hindu community, in the Christian community, that we have more impact as well. That people will find God, that we found about an extremely good father. What if in our community and in our church, somebody will pray and suddenly have a, an ideas, an innovation, a design that would revolutionize an industry? That's possible. There has been testimonies about that. People in the night have got dreams of a better design. Actually, it happened to you, Tim, isn't it? Yeah. It happened to Tim at work, where they had a tremendous problem. And Tim got the solution. God gave him the solution and he saved millions and millions of pounds for his firm. What if, if somebody, you know, in the level of, uh, in, in the um, education realm or the NHS, what if somebody was dreaming a solution for something? And we will bring the favor of God for all. So we must not limit to just salvation. It's everything. No sin, no pain, no disease, no injustice, no life, no poverty. So I, as I'm finishing, I'm praying for that. I say, God, let us be transformed by you by the reality of your kingdom. Let it come. In, let this reality to be strong in our heart, Jesus. Help us to realize that we, we have the kingdom of God in our hearts. The kingdom of God is already at hand. The kingdom of God is here. Is here. We want to see, we want to see the kingdom of God come into Plumstead. And we want to see, say to people, look, test and see how our Father is good. Come and see. Test and see how it is good. And what I would like to do is I would like us to finish and pray for healing. Okay? So if you would like to stand.